Hi, we've got stories on sleep, sight, and sound from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about how you can become an early riser, whether we all see the same colors, and why sound carries farther on cold days. Let's satisfy some curiosity on the award-winning Curiosity Daily. Sleep is great, but mornings are a great time to get things done. The peace and quiet of the morning hours are great for challenging projects or squeezing in a workout session before work. Would you believe me if I told you that you, yes, you, could become an early riser? Cody, I know this is the story for you. I've been looking forward to doing this one for a while, actually. Good. I Man, I would be impressed if you got to work before me someday. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it has happened a couple times. It has. It has. You're right. Just not. Most of the time. All right. I mean, you know, I'm an early riser. I, I do my workout every morning before work, before breakfast even. But there have been a lot of really successful early risers. Thomas Jefferson woke up with the sun to record the weather and Apple CEO Tim Cook gets up at 345 in the morning. Now, being an early riser is not for everyone. Some people might just be genetically predisposed to being night owls. True story. But if you want to give early rising a try, here's how. First, take it slow. When you're just starting a new routine, push your wake-up time back by 15 or 20 minutes each morning. Don't jump from an 8 a.m. wake-up time straight to a 5 a.m. wake-up time. Second, go to bed earlier and don't bring your screens with you. The light that comes from a phone or a tablet makes your body think it's daytime, and that's no good for sleeping. Set a screen-free bedtime for yourself and stick to it. Next, have a morning plan. Think about what you want to get done in the morning hours. If you don't have an objective, you might just wander back to bed. Whatever you do, plan to eat breakfast. It's something to look forward to in the morning. Plus, lots of complex carbs and fiber can help you feel alert. Also, try using a gentle alarm clock. There's this app called the Sleep Cycle app. It doesn't wake you at a set time. Instead, it wakes you up near your desired time during a light patch in your sleep cycle. There are other apps and devices like fitness tracking watches that can do this, but we've got a link to the Sleep Cycle app in our full write-up on this. And speaking of alarm clocks, move your alarm clock away from your bed. If you have to get up to turn it off, you're less likely to hit snooze. If you use your phone, keep it out of arm's reach. And finally, stick with it. The first morning is the worst, but bodies adapt. You can do this. If I can do it, anyone can. Let's see if you can. Have you ever wondered whether you see the same blue sky as your mom or your best friend? Believe it or not, scientists have wondered about this too, and thanks to the research, they might have some answers. The real question they're asking is, even if two people have perfectly functioning color vision, does each person experience the same color when they both look at, say, an orange together? This is the classic dorm question, right? Like, Maybe the blue I see is blue to me and the blue you see is blue to you, but your brain is showing you the color orange or green or yellow and my brain's showing me what it says is the color blue. Yeah, man. Whoa. Well, here's the thing. There is evidence that suggests maybe colors are a highly individual experience. A 2009 study looked at colorblind squirrel monkeys. As you do. <laughs> They're like colorblind humans and most other colorblind mammals because they only have two types of cone cells, which are sensitive to blues and greens. So the monkeys can pick out blue and yellow dots from a field of gray dots, but they can't tell red ones apart from green ones. Well, most of them can't. This study gave a few squirrel monkeys a genetically engineered virus that caused one very specific effect. 
it would randomly target green-sensitive cells and transform them into red-sensitive cells. That's a type of cell no squirrel monkey is wired to process. Yet process it they did! The altered monkeys were quickly able to pick out all the red and green dots they wanted. And this was even though absolutely nothing had been done to their brains to give them a context for what red looks like. That's really weird! It'd be like if you were able to make a black and white film vividly technicolor just by playing it on a color TV. The monkeys' brains adapted to this new type of information really quickly. But what were they actually seeing? It almost certainly wasn't red the way you imagine it. The kicker is that this kind of thing probably also applies to humans, with our three types of color-detecting optical cells. Every brain encounters blue, green, or red for the first time at some point, and that's probably the same time that your brain decides on what the actual perception of that color is like. Here's how color vision scientist Joseph Carroll puts it. Quote, I think we can say for certain that people don't see the same colors. Unquote. Well, color me surprised. If you've ever been outside on a bitterly cold winter morning and wondered why it feels like you could hear a pin drop from five blocks away, we might have an answer. It turns out that sound travels faster in warm air, but travels farther in cold weather. Quick, go outside and start blasting this podcast to see how many people in your neighborhood hear it. I promise your neighbors will thank you. I love it. So people often talk about the speed of sound as a constant thing, but it actually changes based on the environment. Sound is a pressure wave that relies on moving molecules to get to where it wants to go, so it can go more quickly or slowly depending on what those molecules are like. When it comes to air, humidity and temperature both play a role in the speed of sound. Humidity lowers the density of air, and that makes sound travel slightly faster. Heat makes air molecules move faster, so they're more ready to carry a pressure wave than slow-moving molecules. That's why heat makes sound travel faster. So, you've probably seen the way a straw in a glass of water looks like it's broken in half? That's due to the refraction of light, the way rays of light bend when they move from a medium like air to a medium like water. Specifically, the speed of light slows down in water, which makes it bend toward the air-water boundary. When something like a sound wave does the opposite, moving from a slow medium, like cold air, to a fast one, like warm air, it bends away from that boundary. That is, because sound moves faster in warm air than colder air, the wave bends away from the warm air and back down towards the ground. That's why sound is able to travel farther in chilly weather. Now, a cold winter morning is quiet for more reasons than just the speed of sound. First, there's snow, which absorbs sound. That muffles all the little noises you'd usually hear reverberating off of the ground. Not many people like standing out in cold weather either, so there are fewer cars, pedestrians, and animals to make sounds. You might be miserable out there in the cold, but at least you have peace and quiet as your reward. That's all for today, but you can learn even more on Curiosity.com this weekend. This weekend, you'll learn about a science-backed way to stop hiccups using only your finger, the coldest permanently inhabited place on Earth, an alternative theory to quantum mechanics called Bohmian mechanics, 25 obscure English words you probably haven't heard, a new theory that says dark energy and dark matter might be the same weird substance, and more. Special thanks to Jess Rains for script assistance with today's stories and other stories this week. This episode was edited and produced by me. Come hang out with us again Sunday on the award-winning Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Ashley Hamer. And I'm Cody Goff. Have a great weekend. And stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.